a moment, share your success stories at iHeartRadio.com slash show your stripes or call this station directly. Let everyone know why hiring a veteran was one of your best calls. Hire smart, hire veteran. WDFN AM Detroit. Tell Alexa to play WDFN on iHeartRadio. Detroit's 1130, WDFN The Fan. Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. Yeah, that's better. Maybe even, a little even more than usual. More, more than usual, Neil. Oh, wow. More than usual. It's echoing in my ears. Okay. So. Kind of like watching all those guys make those threes the other day. Just <laughs> not, not what we want to hear here. All right, so. coach. But we are live, and uh, a huge crowd on hand here tonight. Hi, everyone. It's great, Nate, that you're here. Great that the alumni's doing this. It looks like real. It looks like a real program here with this. So really appreciate it. Absolutely, and uh, there, there's a lot going on here tonight as we will talk to Aaron Sadrovich. He's the Director of Alumni Engagement. The OUAA is in the house. That's right. The Alumni Association for the Golden Grizzlies out here. That's the Grizz here. The Grizz, Grizz has never here, been man. at the show before, man. What's <laughs> up with that? Grizz is out here. Everybody loves the Grizz, man, and it is. It's a packed house. A special hello. Jacob's over here. He's, he's sitting over here on the table. He's uh, The little he's guy there? Yeah, like the little guy Jacob over there. Come here, Jacob. Uh, yeah. So Jacob Jacob's gonna make his way up here, and look look at that right there. This might be a little too big, but we got to get you in grizzly gear, man. You can't be here in a that's a T Rex. All right, here, and then you want this? All right, man. There you go, Jacob. All right, golden grizzly shirt for Jacob, everybody. That's right. But it is <laughs> it is a packed house here, and remember. You can get involved with the Greg Campy Show, too, if you're home listening right now on Detroit's 1130 AM WDFN, The Fan, or the iHeartRadio app. You can send a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy. We will get to those a little bit later on in the program. But, Coach, Jacob, Jacob, can you play the point? You, you a point guard at all, Jacob? You got we, good handles? We, we, we need someone right now, man. <laughs> can you make a free throw? How about a three-point shot? You got that in the arsenal, too? That's right. He's a playmaker, Coach. You can live with yeah, that, we right? Need that. Yeah, absolutely. But, Coach, you know, again, this big crowd here, that means only one thing on Friday night. It's the Golden Grizzlies. It's Detroit Mercy. It's the Metro Series rivalry. And, and Coach, again, you know, I, I say this to you every single time. We get these big crowds for the show, big crowds at both the games at Callahan and at the arena. Are, are even you surprised a little bit with, with how this has taken off and, and what this has become? No, I, I think that, you know, the rivalry is great. The you got to have rivals in this business. You got to have rivals for you know to make things greater. You know the the more important certain games. Um, if we're going to grow this program as we where we want to eventually get it, uh, rivalries are one of the most important things you can have, and it really helps when you win the games. And and we've been doing that. You know, uh, so um, we've got to keep doing that. But I, I just years 15 years ago when we were trying to get in the horizon league and we were held out you know one of the things i said to brad kinsman who was the athletic director at 
uh, Detroit at the time and Perry Watson, who was their coach, I said, look, if, if we do this, these games are going to be on TV. The local media is going to cover it. it. It might not be Michigan, Michigan State, but we can get it close to that. And uh, I think it's really come out that way. It's, it's, it's you know, the this game, I think, is not on ESPN this year, probably because both our records aren't real good. And, you know, ESPN chose, it was slotted to be on, but they chose a different game. I forget, I think they got Wright State and somebody instead. Wright State's leading the league, so that's the reason why. Um, but it was slated to be on, and, uh, you know, it's been on national TV many times, and it's always showed out, especially when it's in the arena. The, the whiteouts and the blackouts that we've had for this game have really showed well for the Oakland University on the national stage. So I'm not sure this would have all happened if, if we hadn't gotten this rivalry. So it's a great rivalry to have, and we just want to keep winning in it. Absolutely, and need to see all the Golden Grizzlies fans out there at Callahan Hall. There's no question about that. The presence uh, out at Callahan, really, Coach, it has been impressive, especially you go back to that first year. There were 7,000 people inside Callahan Hall, and I would say a good four to 5,000 of those were wearing black and gold. Yeah, it was, you know, I think we took five buses down there, students that year and everything. I know last couple of years it's really only been like one bus. I know they've got one going this year too. So uh, it, 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 I can't tell people enough that when our kids come out on the floor there and there's more noise for them than there is for the home team, what that means to our players. And, and it makes our university look pretty cool. So, you know, it's it's really, really a good thing. And I know most people in this room are probably going to be there Friday night. Um, I'm going to be there, Neil. I think you are too. And I will be there. And yeah. the ones that aren't, they'll be listening to the radio, I'm sure. You know, there's no question about it, Camper. Right. <laughs> yeah. the fans are ready for it, though, Coach. I mean, they, they are. No matter what's going on. And, and there is that, that rivalry feel to it, right? A win Friday night can cure a lot of ills. Well, yeah. I mean, we've got some ills going on right now that we've got to fix. And, and uh the next game's always important. It just happens that the next game's Detroit, and that makes it even more important. And uh, our players know that. One of the things that they're well aware of is the importance of this game and the rivalry and that. And you know what? What I really hope is that you know we can we can get in a close game there with them and make a couple plays down the stretch and finally win one of those one possession, two possession games, and maybe that will flip the season around. Because you know we're playing good enough to to have won a lot of games that we just haven't been able to win and it's going to just take winning something like that to maybe switch things around for us this is a greg campy show we are live at rj's pub in rochester hills as always a greg campy show brought to you by the evans law group of course sue evans in the house here tonight good to see sue uh, out there that's right we got our guy our guy nathan's over sitting over there off to the side today it's good to see nathan out there as well but uh a big crowd on hand, a lot of the usuals as well, and it certainly is great to see everyone. It's rivalry week, everybody. The Golden Grizzlies and Detroit Mercy. Got some, it looks got? like Sue's got the nat nachos going, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, the nachos here are something, aren't they? Not as good as the season fries, but the nachos are really close. <laughs> so. Greg Campy officially endorses the uh, season fries, as everybody who is a veteran of the Greg Campy show knows about it. So, so Coach, I mean, getting to that, to beat Detroit, what do you guys have to do, especially in relation to what maybe you haven't been doing well as of late? Well, I mean, everybody's been watching, and, and obviously we've got some issues uh, that we've got to fix. And, you know, it's funny, the statistics, and again, I, at, in this show, for people that haven't ever heard it before or, or it's your first time, 
one of the things that we try and do is analyze what actually is going on and what's the reason for it. And we have some stats that I've never seen before. I have a stat guy that's not in the state of Michigan, and I sent them to him, and, and he said he's never seen anything like this before either. But I can't understand or figure out what's going on in our home games because, you know, in college basketball, the home team wins 74% of the games that are played. In the Big Ten this year, I think the home team's winning something like 85% of the games that are played. And we're really struggling at home. And if you look at our stats, individually, Xavier is shooting 66% from the floor on the road and 42% at home in league play. I've never seen anything like that before. I've seen it the other way around. I've seen where a guy will shoot, you know, 42 on the road and struggle, especially a young, young players. Teams, yeah. yeah, that happens with young teams. But Lampman, who's a freshman, is shooting 50% from the three on the road. He's 21 of – no, he's 11 of 22, I think, on the road in league play. And at home he's shooting 30%. Uh, Brad is shooting 64, 3% on the road, 51 at home. And then this is the startling thing. We are holding our opponents on the road to 39%. And at home, they're shooting 46%. And from the three, we're holding our opponents on the road at 28%. And at home, they're shooting 43 or 44. And I, I've never seen numbers like that, and I wish I, had a, I, wish I could tell you why. Um, but I can't, and it's something that, you know, we're trying to analyze, we're trying to figure out. The last two or three years, we've played better on the road than we have at home, and been doing it a long time, and I've really never seen anything like that. So, you know, we've got to, obviously, we've got to change that. Uh, this is probably, so far, we have four home games left, and this is the worst we've played at home in our Division One era, and uh, we, we need to change that. And you can say, well, you had 10 10 new players we've never had that before true you can say that you got 12 of your 15 on the roster are freshmen and sophomores we've never had that true but I've had young teams before that I mean we had a year in the horizon league that we had a very young team and we went undefeated at home you know we didn't do that well on the road but we were undefeated at home so it's it doesn't make sense and uh we're just trying to figure out why you're listening to the Greg Campy show brought to you by the Evans Law Group I mean coach do you have I mean any theories, conspiracy theories? I mean, thoughts? They're, they're two fifth-year seniors. You would, you know, in a way it shows that they prepare and they do great things on the road. We handle the road trips well and that because we are shooting, you know, those numbers that we just went over. And maybe at home, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if we put too much pressure on ourselves, if we expect to win or if whatever you know with the way the year's going we can't expect anything no we've got a, every possession is important with the way this year has gone and uh so it's just something that we got to communicate we got to figure out uh but you know you, you look at the game saturday and we missed 17 shots within five feet of the basket and we were bigger it, it, you know we against michigan state we were five for 34 or something within five feet of the basket but Xavier Tillman and Bingham and those guys are 6'11 and, and they're big and you know you could see why they could make you miss those shots they were in a small thing called the final four last year yeah, yeah. 
well, the team we played Saturday was not big, and you, there was no one that could sit there and say we're missing those shots because of the, def the defense that's being played against it. And it just it was frustrating to them. I mean, you know, we can get mad at them. We can get, you know, whatever we want, but don't think they don't want to make them. Don't think they don't want to win. And despite what those two kids from IUPUI did shooting the basketball, which was one of the greatest performances I've seen on our floor, two guys on one team, what they did, and the toughness of those shots. They're, they made really tough shots. We defended those kids. It wasn't they were catching. and Only a couple times in transition did they get wide-open looks. So despite all that, we had a three-footer to win the game with four, nine, six, five seconds, whatever, left and missed it. And we also missed all those shots close that it wouldn't have mattered if we'd have made a few of those. And, uh, you know. At, at halftime, I remember saying this on the television broadcast, too. At halftime, Brad and X combined were 2 of 14 from the floor. Cam, I, I have never, I have never, and I'm going to go on a limb and say we'll never I hope see, not. See, see something like that again. I mean, in 10 years of calling games, I had never seen anything even close to that, especially those two. I mean, that's, well, where, they make, that's where they make their money. On you know? Thursday night against you, I see at halftime one of those two guys was two for 14. Right. And the, the amazing thing about that stat wasn't that he had only made two shots. It was that he had 14 shots. <laughs> a post player had 14 shots at halftime. I've never had, I've never seen that. Right. And so we did a great job of getting the ball down where we're supposed to get it, but it's just, it wasn't going in. And it really affected the outcome of the game. And, and uh, you know, we've just got to hope that, that we're through that and that we're going to move on. And whatever the demons are that are keeping the ball from going in on those shots will change. No question, Coach. And, and I know the Golden Grizzlies fans here are certainly looking forward to seeing that happen on Friday night as we talked about the OU Alumni Association is in the house the fifth and final giving challenge is taking place right now you can help the Golden Grizzlies beat Detroit Mercy by making a gift at oakland.edu slash giving challenge and your donation will be matched by the Oakland University Credit Union so that's going on too so make sure you take advantage of that as well and remember too if we don't win this Grizz has to wear a Titans jersey and nobody wants to see that Friday night. And it's happened before, and I know you. Grizz is shaking his head. He doesn't want to do it either. Now, now last I saw, the Golden Grizzlies were in the lead. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty good lead. But you know what? Bury them, guys. Let's absolutely bury them and give them no chance at all. Oakland.edu slash giving challenge. Is there any truth that he has to take a trip to China, too, if, if that happens? I haven't, I haven't heard that at all. No, we, we don't want that to happen. <laughs> No, I, 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 Grizz, your vaccinations are up to date, though, right? Like your your flu virus. Okay, he's he's good as far as the flu virus goes, as far as I know. But uh, we'll do this. We'll we'll take our first break uh, here for everybody in house. We'll be doing our first round of raffle prizes, so we'll, we'll announce those. We'll give those out here for everybody in the house. And in the meantime, we'll go to the commercial break. We'll come back. We'll have more of the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. 
U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars, having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses, ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses, and to just about everything in between. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at EvansLawGRP.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzly. Rally House, shop every team in town, college and pro. Come on, it's time to go. Visit Rally House's nine retail locations in the Detroit Metro for the latest in Golden Grizzly gear or your favorite local pro or college team. Lions, Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons, Spartans, Chippewas, everything Michigan. Rally House, Rally House. It's your city, it's your house. It's the Rally House. Shop 10 locations in Michigan and online at rallyhouse.com. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Brought to you by the Evans Law Group. It's No Mercy Week. The Golden Grizzlies and Detroit Mercy Titans coming up on Friday night at Callahan Hall. That will be on TV 38 here in the local area. And as always, all the radio coverage for you on Detroit's 1130 AM WDF and the fan on the Real Team Real Estate Radio Network. We're taking your questions both in-house. If you have something you want to write down, feel free to write that down. We're also taking your questions via Twitter as well with the hashtag AskCampy. Just send a tweet. Put hashtag AskCampy on the end of it, and that will come to my Twitter feed up here, and we will get to those. We have some that have been coming in, and we'll get to them. And what you got? Somebody handed one to you, right? Well, I, well, you want to get to it later? Very well, oh. but, but the question basically really is how do you get – how do you get better at shooting the basketball? You know, uh, for those longtime people watching us play, this we have shot the ball as poorly as you probably can shoot it, and it's the worst percentages that we've ever had. Um, there's there's some of that's twofold. Some of it is we're really limited in what we can do offensively because. Our point guard, we, we don't have the point guard that we've had in the past. Oakland has kind of been a point guard you. You know, if you go back, even for some of the people that have been around forever, you go back to Brian Gregory, you go back to Ty McGregor, you go back to Denny Amrine, you go back to guys that nobody in here has heard of, but back in those days we they were great point guards. And then you go to my boss. My boss has two young sons. And they're playing uh, the video game. They used to have a college basketball video game, like a Madden, but it was for college basketball. And they stopped that because the players weren't getting paid. And it, it, 
but they're playing the 2009 team, and my boss says, my son says that the point guard on that 2009 team is unbelievable in this game. We need to recruit another one like him. Well, that was Jonathan Jones. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we need to recruit another Jonathan Jones. He led the nation in assists. He took us to an NCAA tournament. Uh, we won a lot of games from his freshman year to through his senior year when he was here. And so we don't have that dynamic of a point guard. So that limits our the ball getting there ca and caught while you're open isn't happening as much as it has in the past. The second thing is the guys out there are, are young and they're not very confident. And the best way to become a great shooter is repetition, but you have to believe it's going to go in. And I think Lampman is really, really getting closer and closer to that guy that believes when he lets it go it's going in and that's been great to watch him develop uh, and get better at it and as I said is on the road he's 50% which is unbelievable for a freshman so that's good I think for all the people that thought uh, Rashad was going to step in and just average 30 points a game and start making everything you know there's a lot of pressure on that young man one of the things that he decided I didn't decide that he would play. He decided that he wanted to play. He was He's giving up a half a year of basketball coming in, and if people didn't think there was going to be some learning curve for him, you know, it, it just is. You just don't not play for, you know, that long of a period of time, go into a team that's already played 15 games, and then, oh, you know, he's getting shots. He's getting maybe too many shots right now, and they're not going in for him. And it's going to take some time for him to make shots. The key to that, though, is what we have to do is we have to be playing our best basketball this year at the beginning of March when the tournament starts. Because that's all we have left. You know, we don't have, we're not going to win the regular season championship. We're in last place. Uh, we're not going to win the regular season championship. I don't know our chances of getting home games in the tournament. And based on how we played at home, maybe we don't want them. Sorry, but just looking at the stats, um, he's got to be playing his best basketball and playing with confidence at the end. If you put Rashad and Lampman out there, we're going to start shooting the ball a lot better. Um, the, the track record says it. I mean, the resumes say it. Well, Rashad shot 43% from the three as a freshman in this league last year and made 93 threes. So that I'm going with that. And he's... We got lots of ways to get him open. We've got him open in the first couple games, and the ball's just not going in for him. He's shooting in the 20%, and don't think he doesn't feel that. He's like, man, I joined this team because I think we can win this, and, and I'm, not, you know, I'm not making shots, and he's worried about that, and I'm trying to get him to not be worried about it. Uh, so I think that we will make shots if we keep going, if Lampman keeps getting the confidence that he has. And then, you know, Trey, Trey will make some – sporadically uh you know with trey we've just got to get him to finish better he's you know we got to get him to the rim and, and finish and that will really help us and then our bigs just have to keep playing like they are and, and you know the ball's got to go in for him and, and when you shoot it point blank you've got it we've got to shoot it 65 70 percent now there is there is no doubt about that but the, again the resumes camp and that's why this is it, it's really weird to see this and really seared, weird to go through all of it because when you look at those resumes, they are what they are. And, and these guys are these guys. And everything that they've done in the past suggests that it will turn around. It, it just does. 
Well, I had a son. I have my son. Uh, I have three sons, for those that don't know. But uh, Press, the youngest, called me from L.A. the other night after the game. And he said that I've been alive 23 years. Have you ever been in last place before? And I said, no. And uh, your point of telling me this is what, Press? Uh, you want <laughs> and Well, I'm glad he asked, so I didn't have to. And uh, I said, you know, it's been 14 years since we didn't finish in the top half of a league. Um, I still think we can. We'll see. Uh, but one of the things that he said was, you know, a couple comments because, again, in that game we had a point-blank shot with uh, 10, 8 seconds to go that we missed. And, you know, he's talking about that. And I said, Press, let me ask you this question, and I'll ask this to the people sitting here. We've lost eight games in a one possession uh, with 15 seconds to go. Anybody could, the, the chance of winning was probably 50-50. The Bowling Green game, the chance of us winning was probably 80-20. Um, whatever the p predictor is, they're all, you know. So what would happen if we had won all eight of those games? We'd be 15-7. and seven. We'd still have a tough, tough, couple tough losses. Wright State beat us, the UIC game, you know, where. But we would be feeling really good about our team. Oh, we're a young team. We've done this. We're on a roll. We're even if we had just won half of those. But would we be any different team than we are today, other than mentally and other than what people think of us? We would be the same team. Instead of losing by one, we won by one. Instead of losing, you know, talent-wise, where we're at in our development and all that, we're the exact same team. And if you felt, felt better about yourself, maybe we could win a couple of the close ones. But we would feel we're a lot closer to it than we you know, than we feel now. You know, there's a lot, there's in conversation with fans and people, they're thinking we're a really long way away, and we're not. We're not a long way away. We're, we're a long way away from Wright State, but we're not a long way away from anybody else in the league. And if we gain confidence and get better and Rashad starts making shots and, and Brad and, and X realize that they only got a few games left in their career and they raise like seniors do and play at the peak performance, we're not. It isn't as bad as it looks. And that's what they know that, I know that, and we'll see what happens. So I, I'm not as discouraged as my son Press wanted me to be. Uh, <laughs> so after I got done talking to him, he said, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. You're right. And I go... You know, and if we do have to play right, say we only have to beat them once. You know, um, if you have to play them, exactly. And then the other thing I'll say on this is, about three years ago, we won the league championship, and we all remember the fatal loss as the number one seed in Joe Lewis Arena when we left the basket and the guy made a layup and. We went on to the NIT, and we won at Clemson. And on our radio show, we had this big discussion because people were mad that we didn't go to the NCAA tournament and that we blew it and all that, and that's fine. And some people said that it was a wasted year, it was a bad year. And I said, so you, who would you rather be, us or Milwaukee? 
We won the league. We got beaten in the tournament. We won 26 games, blah, 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 blah. Or Milwaukee, who had lost their last 13 games going into the tournament, finished dead last, but got all the way to the championship game. And people were saying, well, we'd rather be Milwaukee. Well, I'm just giving you a chance to feel what Milwaukee felt. That's what we're doing this year. We're going we're gonna to just show you what that is. Man, you really took the long way for that one, huh? All right. Yeah. I see you working, Cam. Uh, that, that's pretty impressive, actually. Press, <laughs> Press didn't think that was funny when I told him that, though. No? No. All right. Well, hey. How's he doing, by the way? He's doing all right, right? I talked to him. Uh, he's down with Bowling Green, right? Yeah. No, yeah. Toledo. He a Toledo, Toledo he was at. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he's doing pretty well. If any of you have ever had a son try to make it in the music industry, it's a real interesting proposition for a parent. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he lives in hollywood uh and i hear all these great things that are happening but there's not a whole lot of money coming yeah, in and so. not, not in the uh in the checking account yeah, department. So. yeah. sounds a lot like broadcasting actually it is giving challenge time go to oakland.edu slash giving challenge and help the golden grizzlies have no mercy against detroit mercy this week that will be taking place until friday at 5 p.m that's this friday at 5 p.m., they'll announce the winner at the game against Detroit Mercy in the Metro Series. So we'll take our next break. And speaking of that, when we come back, we'll be joined by Aaron Sadrovich. He's the director of alumni engagement for the Oakland University Alumni Association. In the house here, we'll have another, uh, we'll announce some more raffle winners. And Shane Norling will take you to the commercial side back in our Real Team Real Estate studios. You are listening to The Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. on the 2017 Dodge Journey for $269 a month. Rally House, shop every team in town, college and pro, come on, it's time to go. Visit Rally House's nine retail locations in the Detroit Metro for the latest in Golden Grizzly gear or your favorite local pro or college team. Lions, Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons, Spartans, Chippewas, everything Michigan. Rally House. Rally House, it's your city, it's your house, it's the Rally House. Shop 10 locations in Michigan and online at rallyhouse.com. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this, I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, real team real estate. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live in RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is the coach, Greg Campy. Happy to have you with us on Detroit's 1130 AM, WDFN, The Fan. And right now, as promised, we are joined by the Director of Alumni Engagement, Aaron Sadrovich, here in the house. It's a huge house and a big crowd 
that we have going on. I can't hear but oh, Aaron, there it. Is. I got it now. It's great to have you up here with us today. And you, you told me before, you said you've always wanted to do radio. Yeah, this is a bucket hey, list. Hey, look, Ma, you made it. I did. Hey, look, Ma, I made it. <laughs> you know, How's this everybody is doing out here? Look at you guys. Hey. This Sorry. is the number one yeah, rated show on this station in this time slot. That's fantastic. That's that's Nielsen Market Research Ratings. That's confirmed. I like it. That's confirmed by every major radio entity in well, the country. Well, go big or go home, I guess. Huh? Yeah, I'm so. here on the biggest radio show, right? I had a guy tweet at me about a comment that we made on this show, and he was, he was uh, in Texas listening to it. Nice. So I didn't realize that we were worldwide. Worldwide on the, the iHeartRadio app, absolutely. 118,000 alumni. You got some of Texas. There, sure. there you have it. They're but, Aaron, there. it's good to have you out here. And I did want to say thank you, too, for all of this and uh, bringing the Oakland University Alumni Association out here. A huge crowd on yeah. hand. So, so thank you for all the work you've done here thank tonight. You. Well, uh, hey, we're happy to be a part of it. And thanks to uh, you all for letting us come in and crash your party tonight. So... It was a good time. We were enjoying it very much. So. All right, my question. Yes. Oh, God, I get a question. Uh, oh, yeah. you're on my show. You're getting questions. Uh -oh. Hashtag Ask Aaron Tables on Twitter. Yeah. So like why, it. why are you here tonight? What you is know, your reasoning for this? Well, first of all, we love you guys. We love Neil's an alum, and we love being able to, you know, participate with our alums wherever we can. And Coach, you're an icon. I've said this before, so we always like to be around you. I'll be have you greatness. on again. You don't yes, have to say that's right. to get But you know what? We have an awesome alumni base. Like I said, we have 118,000 alumni. Two-thirds of them are right here in the metro Detroit area, and they're awesome, right? We are awesome. We're having a great time. And, and we, you command the room. We she commands the room. And how good's the food, right? <laughs> yes. Well, I've heard the pizza is excellent. I had the tacos. Uh, but you know what? We've got we got great fans. Uh, we want to engage people in ways that make sense for them or meaningful for them. And athletics is a great way to do that. You know, coming to watch a game in the arena, it's an experience like no other. So our alumni know that they're coming out to have a good time. So it was a natural fit for us to collaborate and partner with you guys tonight. And we just want to say thank you for having us. We're enjoying it. Well, and I get to be on the radio. So. And we're going to do this. We're going to make this cake. every year now. I love it. Yeah, what do you think? Right. Every year, right? Got to do that. A yeah, lot yeah. of fun. And you know what? What a better time to do it than when we are facing down our uh, rivals across town. That school down the road, as right? I like to say. Yeah, let's kick their butts. <laughs> Absolutely. You can't say do that it. on the radio. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got, we got to get the show next year on uh, Sirius or something All like right, that, let's I guess, do it. too. We'll work on but, that. Aaron, I did want to ask you about that. In, in speaking of that, and I've given out the address here tonight. That's oakland.edu slash giving challenge. Mm -hmm. So, essentially, the Golden Grizzlies and the Titans are going head-to-head -head off the court. And whichever fan base can drum up more donors to the giving challenge, yep. everyone who donates, you know, the, the, the money goes to the, the spot you want it to go. Yeah. But with all that being said, before we went on the air here, you were giving out some score updates as to where everything stands right now. And the Golden Grizzlies right now are taking it to them, but we want to finish them off, right? We are, and we do. Yes. Let us, let us yes, go big or go home, like I said earlier. We are leading the Giving Challenge. We have over 1,400 participants in the Giving Challenge, and they're at, I don't know, 150. I mean, come on. So we need to keep going, though, because they don't, they're shady over there. I'm saying we need to make sure we're coming in. We're coming in hot. We're going to win this challenge because there's no way Grizz is going to wear a Tommy Titan No, there, there's do no they, question about do it. Do they even my get watch. degrees there still at that school? Yeah, well, I don't know. You know, yeah. we'll have to find out. Okay. 
Well, Camp, we have to go in for the full court press now on them, right? They're having trouble getting the ball across the timeline. We've got to go in there and finish it off, right? You've seen us play. Don't bring up presses, <laughs> all right? We might not be able to get it across the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Aaron, it is great to have you guys out here. What, how are some of the ways, too? I mean, aside from the Giving Challenge, the Oakland University Alumni Association, you talked about it, hundreds of thousands of, of Oakland alums it, just in the metro Detroit area alone. Yeah. How do they get involved? You know, there's a lot of opportunities. A lot of people, you know, they think about the alumni experiences coming and get involved in an event, but we have opportunities to mentor students, which is huge. Um, a lot of alums that we talk to when we start talking about how you can get involved with students and helping them maybe with networking and professional career development things, they look at me and say, man, I wish I would have been able to do that while I was here, you know, and so that's a great way to connect. Um, obviously, other volunteer opportunities. There's a lot going on at the institution. We want to bring people back to campus. They can get involved in that way. And certainly through philanthropic support, just like we're doing tonight with the Giving Challenge, that's a really uh, significant way to make a difference. We talk about time, talent, and treasure, and we want to make sure that people feel like they can participate in a way that's meaningful for them. There's a lot of ways to do that. Um, our website is oakland.edu slash alumni, real easy. It's a way where you can kind of engage even that way and see what's going on, see what's coming up. Uh, we have a lot of great events over the course of the year, a lot of opportunities to connect with students, and um, certainly want to hear from everybody. So. And my favorite, the golf outing. That's right, yeah, our golf that outing is my favorite coming up in June. We raise money for our scholarship program, which is really exciting. We give away about $90,000 in scholarships every year, and um, we're real proud of that. Uh, we have a great alumni board. Some of them uh, members are in the house tonight. And they're helping to advise on the work that we do so we can get even more alumni involved and engaged and just a part of the OU community. Tell us what other events you have, just because if somebody's listening in Texas that went to school here and is thinking, uh, you know, I need to go back. That's right. What other things do, do you do during the course of the year? I know we have the alumni banquet in mm -hmm. October, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we have, uh, we have a lot of fun stuff coming up. We have some basketball events that are coming up. We've got a brunch and basketball event for our young alumni that we're really excited about that's going to feature some mimosas and trivia, so that'll be a good time. Uh, we do a great event called Toast to the Tassel at the end of March, which is to welcome our newest graduates, our brand new uh, graduating seniors to the OU alumni family. Um, that's really exciting. And then we get into summer. We have our golf outing. Like you mentioned, that's in June. Uh, we do an outdoor movie event, which is a lot of fun up on campus uh, where we get to watch like drive-in movie theater type of thing up in the summertime. We do an OU night at Comerica Park. That's actually coming up. That's in August. That's exciting. And then homecoming, save the date, everybody. Mark your calendars. Homecoming is October 23rd and 24th, 2020. We're going to have a lot of fun then. Uh, that'll be a good time. And then, yeah, you're right, Coach, our Alumni Awards event annually, that's, that'll be coming up in the fall, too. So lots going on all year round, no matter where you're coming from, what your interest is. we got a lot happening that you can get involved in, so we hope that you'll check us out. Erin Sadrovich joining us here. She is the Director of Alumni Engagement for another, the Oakland University Alumni Association. I have another question. What do we do, because I don't know. Okay. So I'm, I'm teeing you up here. All right. What do we do for basketball for alums? Do they get... And if, if they don't, then we need to probably. Uh -huh. I'm not the guy to go to on this. Okay. 
Do we give them money off tickets? Do we give them, what do we do for them? Well, you know what, we have a really great partnership with athletics. You know, we, we really have a wonderful relationship with our colleagues over uh, in the arena. And one of the things that we get involved in annually is we work with them on the basketball season. We kind of help sponsor the basketball season. We get uh, a chance to offer tickets to games in conjunction with events and things that we're doing. And so we'll do that over the course of the season. So again, it's a great way it's a great opportunity to get people involved either um, those who may have already been connected you know they're fans and they're excited and they want to come to the games but maybe you're looking for a way to reconnect maybe you haven't been back to campus in a while and coming into the arena is electric I mean that's a great experience so it's a lot of fun well I will offer this up to any alumni events you have if you want the basketball coach to show up and talk about well, well, let's talk about next year. <laughs> uh, you want the basketball coach to coach, show up? Coach, you've always been a great guy. I will, show, I will so show up to any event that you have here. And, we appreciate uh, that. Yeah. Or golf. You'll talk about next year. you talk about golf. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Aaron, what about, I mean, just, just in terms of, you know, and you're at the forefront of this, obviously, with being with the Alumni Association. We talk about game atmosphere, and we talk about the crowds at the basketball games, and really how that certainly has exploded over the course of the last five years, the last 10 years, yeah. we, when you look at what's happened, especially from the alumni into things, the alumni, they're graduating from Oakland, and, and they're coming back. They're coming to games. They're getting involved. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I've been here for 15 years and seen, you know, the growth in, um, you know, the pride and the participation that our alumni have had in all sorts of stuff, you know, on campus. It's basketball, and again, it's it's career networking events. It's, you know, getting them to come back, participating in homecoming. We've seen a really great growth rate in our homecoming events, and I think what people are, are starting to do is really embrace that sense of pride. I mean, being a pioneer or a Golden Grizzly, you know, I mean, it's exciting. There's a lot going on in the campus atmosphere. It's something that makes you want to be engaged and be involved, and I think we're just seeing that happen. And athletics and basketball is a big part of that. Aaron, give them the address one more time to get involved with the with the Oakland University Alumni Association. Yeah. I know it's an easy one. Oakland.edu slash alumni. Absolutely. So if you're an alum out there listening or you're here in the house and you're not a member yet, make sure you connect with, with Aaron and, and their group over there, the Oakland University Alumni Association. Again, Aaron, thousand thanks for, oh gosh, for what you guys you. have done thank here tonight. This is incredible. It's been it so is. much fun. Thank you for letting That's me have a bucket list item checked off today. So. <laughs> Give it up for Aaron Sadrovich, everyone. Thank She's you. She's done some great work here today. We'll take our final commercial break of the show. When we come back, we got a couple of questions we'll get to on Twitter. We'll revisit No Mercy this week in the Metro Series at Detroit Callahan Hall. Friday night, 7 p.m. Want to see everybody out there. Of course, if you can't make it out there, love to have you listen on the radio as well in Detroit's 1130 AMW DF and the fam. We'll take our last break. When we come back, we'll wrap this thing up. You're listening to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. It's Taco Wednesday, everyone. Get a low mileage lease on the 2017 Dodge Journey for $269 a month. 
Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this. I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results. Real Team Real Estate. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars, having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses, ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses, and to just about everything in between. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Back inside RJ's Pub, it's a great Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is a coach. Greg Campy, good crowd on hand here at RJ's on a Taco Wednesday. Everybody's having their drinks, eating their food. It is a really good time. The Metro Series, of course, coming up against Detroit on Friday. And, Coach, we got to a couple of questions to get to on Twitter, but, I mean, it all comes back to that. It's Detroit, you guys got the victory over them in the arena back in December. I, I My suspicion, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm around this a lot, but my suspicion is uh, – Antoine Davis being 4 of 17 from the floor had a lot to do with that. Why do you guys defend him so well? Well, we've defended him extremely well for three games. That doesn't mean we will continue to do that. Uh, Detroit's probably playing as good as any team in the league other than Wright State. They, they had Wright State beat and uh, had a six-point lead with a minute to go and somehow got away from them. Uh, but they beat Northern Kentucky. They beat UIC this week. They're playing probably as good as anybody, you know, maybe the second-best uh, team in the league the way they're playing right now so it's it's not the same Detroit team we beat the other night or you know a month ago but I will say this you know if we can if we can guard Antoine the way that Trey's guarded him uh, the last couple years and if if we can get all the help from the team that we get on him and force some guys on their team to make shots uh, we'll have a good chance I mean that that's it's been a winning formula for us in the three games we played him. Antoine's one of the best players in the league. I think he was the preseason player of the year in the league. He's been nominated for numerous All-American and things like that. So it, there's no question he's a great basketball player. Um, and to beat them, I think you do have to control him. But the other thing that hurt us in the game against Detroit here in, in the second half was the kid uh, Brandon in Chris the middle. Brandon, right. He is 18 rebounds. 
I, I'm telling you, I told our team today in our prep that I think he's the best rebounder in the league. He's really developed, and he and the Moore kid are doing the little things to help them win games. Against UIC, they won that game. They came back from 10 down in the last five or six minutes, and Moore took two charges in the last minute and a half of the game that turned the tide. You know, Antoine got the credit for going down making a three that made it a one-point game, but uh, Moore took back-to-back -back charges that if he doesn't do that, they don't win the game. And so they've got some guys doing the little things that they weren't doing a year ago, that they weren't doing earlier in this year. And those two kids have really developed. I think Moore and, and uh, Brandon have developed themselves into legitimate, you know, start on most any team in the league type players. And uh, that's why they're winning. You know, they're obviously... The kid is a great player, but you can't do it by yourself. And those two kids, the way they're playing has really helped. And they've got some other kids that can really shoot the ball. And if they have a great shooting night, the way the team did this past week against us, you know, it's going to be tough. Yeah, there is. They, and they are capable of that, too. When you go through the numbers, they certainly are capable of that. And, Coach, I did want to ask you this one, too. As, as we go to Detroit on Friday night, that means that half the Horizon League season is over. Now we go with the return leg of all the games. Halfway through this Horizon League season, is there anything that surprises you? Anything that you see out there from the league that maybe you weren't necessarily expecting to see? Well, I, I'm really disappointed in where we're at. I, if you'd have told me the night we walked off to Detroit, uh, of the floor in the Detroit game back in December, that at the halfway point we'd be 2-7, and seven, I, I wouldn't have believed you. I never would have thought that could happen. Uh, things have kind of steamrolled on us. Uh, we're, we're a little bit snake bit on some things. And the only way to get out of that is yourself. You know, and you, you, you hear all the, hey, what's great about sports? You know, adversity doesn't build character. It reveals character. You know, all those statements are pretty true. And the only way we're going to get out of this is us. You know, we've, gotta, we've got to start making shots. We've got to get, we've been great defensively. But in the last five minutes of close games, we don't get the stops. You know, we let a kid drive the length of the floor and shoot a layup on us to beat us. Down, yeah. You know, we had one, we've gone over that before. But we haven't done those things. And so you can feel sorry for yourself. You can say you're snake bit or, or you can just go out there and find a way to get things done. And that's what this team has to do. And I believe once we do that, we're going to like the results. I, I, you know, we've, we've been a team that, that – over the years, the history of Oakland basketball is that we're one of the best teams in the country in February. All the numbers prove that. They always have for the last 15, 20 years. If you look at the record in February, Oakland's always one of the top teams in the country. Problem with us this February, our first two games in February are at Northern Kentucky and at Wright State. We're going to have to go find a way to win those games if we're going to get back in this thing. And I, I, I like our chances. I, I really do. I, I'm not someone out there that's saying, oh, Man, I can't wait till this year's over. I like our chances. I like our growth of our young team. And we'll see what happens when we get into March. Coach, speaking of maybe figuring it out and getting some things together, a stat line that really jumped out at me during the broadcast on Saturday, Kevin Kangu, I believe, if memory serves, was seven assists and no turnovers for, for Kevin Kangu. I, I, believe, I can't remember if that was the final number, but I know it was in that. He actually that had, he had nine assists, no turnovers. Nine assists but it was, yeah. And that's great, but that wasn't a team that, that pressured us. 
That's the first time we haven't been pressed in a long time. That's the first time teams didn't push up on us. And uh, and he handled it well. you got to start somewhere, and he did it. He missed a big three late. Uh, other than that, I thought he played a pretty flawless game for us, other than you know, I'm not sure I wanted that shot at that particular moment. I like the fact that he believed he could make it. But again, we've got to now make them. We can't just believe we're going to. We've got to make them because this is a win or lose business, man. This is this is. You can say all you want to say, but scoreboard's a truth teller. Right, and you got to make plays. Players have got to make plays, and if you're if you're that player, you got to make them. And so it was a big step forward. But you know, Detroit's going to play zone, but they're going to come out and they're going to press us in the half court. And how do we handle that? We handled it very well the first time we played them. We'll see how we handle it on Friday. Got some questions to get to on Twitter. Drum Guy tweets at us with the hashtag AskCampy and says, is there anyone that would be off limits to heckling from the Grizz gang the way Coach K got angry at students last night for heckling Coach Capel? And kind of the backstory to that, I don't know if people saw the clip, but Coach K down at Duke got upset at the Cameron Crazies because they were heckling Coach Capel of Pittsburgh, who ultimately played for Duke back in the day. And, you know, he's, Coach K said, this is one of our guys, and, and we shouldn't do that. Is there any player that you wouldn't allow the Grizz gang to heckle, any of your ex-players, if they came back as a coach? Well, I saw the video of that, and there's people that think I would do a lot of crazy, stupid stuff, but I would have never, I would never do that. But then again, I don't have the clout that he's got, right? Uh, <laughs> did you if, see the look if, on some of those kids' faces yeah. when he walked over? I mean, if I did that, I, I can't imagine where I'd be the next day. Um, but no, that's not me. You know, first of all, we've never played one of my assistants or players or anything like that, and and. If I ever ha if I have anything to do with it, we never will. Um, the difference there is they have to because they're in the same Conference, league. Right. So, but no, I would want if if Brian Gregory, if we played South Florida here in our building, I'd want our students to be who they are and go after him like, you know, like every other coach they would go after, uh, because that's their job, and that's who you know. It, it's no different than I want to beat. I want to beat Michigan State badly, and during those, and they want to beat us. Tom Izzo, and during those two hours of that game, he's not my friend. I don't like him during those two hours. You know, I mean, he he just prepped for a week to beat us, and we just prepped for a week to beat them. And but that's the great thing about athletics. As soon as that horn goes off, even if you're angry. You go shake his hand and say great things, and you move on. How long? How long does that take to wear off? For real? I a mean, loss? No, no. I'm just, like when you play Tom, who obviously you guys do a ton of work together in the community, and you guys are very good friends. But I, I see it over there. I mean, I've seen it in the past, especially in those close games coming it, down the stretch. It, it gets heated. It never wears off. I mean, I have nightmares of the K Felder's ball rolling around the rim. Yeah, you know, I mean, if that goes in, if that shot goes in and we beat Michigan State, they're number one in the country, it changes the course of Oakland basketball. We've talked about this before. Nationally, yeah. it changes the course of Oakland basketball. Didn't do it. Wouldn't have done anything to them. They would have said, well, Valentine didn't play, you know, that, that didn't matter. They went to a Final Four or whatever happened that year, and they don't even remember that game. But for us, it would have changed. It's like the win at Tennessee. I mean, the win at Tennessee – their seventh in the country was huge for our name nationally. So those things never wear off. You never, in this business, you never can get back something that happens, you know. It's a short list with teams with wins over number one teams in the country. You can never get that yeah. back. And 
you know, we, we'll never get back those four years at, at uh, Joe Louis Arena and Little Caesars. And I was meaning more along the lines of, like, personally with Tom. I mean, how, how long after that horn sounds, how long does it really take you to get back to uh, instantly as soon as uh, the horn the sounds? Minute, the, the minute it goes. You know, I go down there, and, and he wins them, so he, he's going to say the first words. <laughs> And I mean, one year, one year we didn't play very well, and they didn't play very well. And and the first day he grabbed my hand and goes, "Well, we both suck today." You know, I mean, it's it, it's it is what it is. I mean, as soon as that's over, there, we can't change that result. So I'm not going to. If Oakland ever did one of those games, he can't go into the press conference or to his team and and say he's happy. He'd probably be really happy for us, you know. Um, he can't. He could never show that or say that. But as a person, he he would be. He knows what it's like to be the coach at Oakland. He knows what, right? You know the limitations and who you you know. So it would be a great thing, and he would silently be happy about it. But he can't let it happen, and he won't let it happen. I guarantee you, he won't let it happen. He'll find a way to make sure it doesn't. <laughs> coach, we got the final. I'd say three minutes or so of the show. Uh, Detroit week. Big crowd on hand here. What, what, what do you got for the people here, Camp? Uh, I just want to thank, you know, I, I think that there's nothing that, as we get older in life, there's nothing that means more to us than our past. And to be part of something special, a school that went you went to, a school that shaped your life, you know, we tell people when we recruit them, this is the second biggest decision you're ever going to make the first biggest is who you marry and you'll probably meet that person here so i mean if you break it down it's really the biggest right <laughs> yeah so but as we get older being able to give back you know to i mean people say all the time why haven't you left why you know and right now i think there's some people that would like me to leave but um the key to that whole thing is is I've gotten to grow as a person for the last 35 years and watch a school grow. And many of the people that are sitting out here tonight, they were part of that growth, and that growth led to where they're at in their lives. And they've, the university, and, and it's never about the people at the university because the people change. It's about the institution and what it meant to you and what that dorm room meant to you and what, you know, so being able to give back as you go through life is, is a phen phenomenal thing. And that's tonight to see all these people here to just be part of Oakland, to go out to RJ's. And while RJ's is, is you know, pretty good place and we all love My it, spot, it's yeah. not probably something that people sit at home and say, hey, I'm going to fly out to Rochester so I can, you know, I mean, they came here the for a reason. The season fries are pretty good, they, though. They are. They are. Yeah, they'll come for the season fries. But they came for the camaraderie. And more importantly, the kinship and the relationship of people that had the same experience as them. And so that's what this is all about, right? Yeah, it is. It, it's so I thank you all for being here. And, uh, you know, we're, things haven't gone great for us this year. But trust me, when we take that floor, we represent your university. Those kids know that. And those are great kids. We may, we may not be a well-groomed machine this year but these are great kids that are young and learning and learning to love oakland university and that's what it's about absolutely camp real quick how you how, you, how do you beat detroit 45 seconds how do you beat them 
got to shoot Again. the ball. They play zone. We got to shoot the ball. We shot really well the first time we played, and we got to shoot the ball. We got to rebound their misses, and we got to we got to make every the kids going to make shots. We got to make them take a lot of them and make them make hard shots. We do that, we'll win the game. Pretty simple, right? When you when you break it down like that, it sounds like it's pretty easy. But there there's a long list of people to thank for everything that's gone on here tonight. Aaron Sidrovich, the director of alumni engagement for Oakland University, certainly a big thank you to Aaron and, and her whole department, all of you guys, and all the effort, uh, Kelly and everybody, uh, as well. You know, you guys have done incredible here tonight. It's it's been a lot of fun to be a part of. Uh, big Russ, Russ Luxton Jr. as well. Big thank you to you guys. I'll tell you what, Camp. Junior, man, he, he took this thing personal. He was he was on it. So final 15 seconds of the show. Big thank you uh, to the Russes it's as well. It's a good well. thing we moved it out here, too. You were right. I You're, said don't. Keep it back there. But he said no, and he was big, right. Big thank you to Shane Orling back in our WDFN studios. We'll have the podcast up for you probably in the next day or so on the Golden Grizzlies iTunes page. So thank you, everyone, for coming out. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Well, see you later. Thanks for listening to the Greg Campy Show. Tune in again next week at 7 on your exclusive home for the Golden Grizzlies. Detroit's 1130 WDFN The Fan. Are drugs affecting your family or a friend? Call Narconon, 1-800-468-6933. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid 